You are listening to the Humble Hustlers podcast. We are two girls and a mic on a mission to spread love, positivity, making money, manifesting your dreams, and more. Hey, hustlers, welcome back to our podcast. Today, we actually have some pretty serious stuff we want to be talking about. We want to be talking about toxic relationships. Uh, maybe you've experienced them in the past, maybe you're currently in a toxic relationship and you don't even know it. Um, this is definitely a subject that I feel like is very taboo for a lot of people. I know for us, um, it was something that was very shameful um, that we had to go through. But I feel like if we don't open up and we don't talk about some of the mistakes or some of the red flags that we've seen in our relationships, there is no way for us to teach other people what to look for. And... Um, it can be pretty scary and things can get pretty serious when you are in a toxic relationship. So before we get started with today's episode, we'd love to thank Rosina Moda for sponsoring today's podcast. Amidst all this COVID chaos, people are worried about their physical and financial health and well-being. There is no better time to review your finances than right now. If you're interested in learning more about how to find your financial independence number and setting up a plan to achieve it, Reach out to Rosina Moda on Instagram at rosina.moda, that's R-O-S-I-N-A dot M-O-T-T-A. Building generational wealth starts with you. Give 2020 the plot twist it deserves and take control of tomorrow. And now we continue with our podcast. I think that a lot of the time it's really hard to tell, especially if you're in a toxic environment. You just kind of get lost in all of it. So being able to identify it as being the person within it can be really challenging sometimes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You bring up a really valid point because... I was actually in a toxic relationship in one point of my life when I was a lot younger and I didn't realize that I was in a toxic relationship. I feel like one of the things that happens with toxic people is that in the beginning of a relationship, whether it's a friendship, uh, whether it's a coworker, or like in my case where it's a significant other, they're extremely charming in the beginning. They come off as like the perfect person until they really let out their true colors. And it's kind of like little by little that they start to show these toxic traits. You dismiss them a lot of the times because you don't even realize that this person is toxic since you've built up this idea of how you see this person and you almost put them in this pedestal of like this person being so perfect for you. You're absolutely right. I actually have a few what what I want to call this situationships <laughs> that I put myself in. Um, and it really gets me in trouble, right? So it's true, you build this really charming person that you see or like that you fell in love with, right? But other times, it's just like, who are you? Like, it doesn't even make sense. And I realized specifically in one of my relationships that this guy would completely lie and it would be something really intense, like, something pretty serious, something that you wouldn't lie about. He would talk about how he had a heart attack. He was in the hospital, these really extreme scenarios. And then when I would confront him, he would hit me with, why would I ever lie about that? Like, how could I, how could anyone ever lie? 
about something like that right and it's like you start thinking like yeah there's no way anyone would ever dare to lie about something so serious but in reality they do and it's just like they'll look you dead in the eye and lie to you <laughs> and that's um really hard to be able to like dismiss yeah it's almost like they are master manipulators it really makes you question yourself like oh my gosh, am I taking this too seriously? Am I thinking it's something when it's in reality nothing? And they play mind games. And it's almost like this mind game that they have you so controlled and they read you so well that they kind of know what buttons to push to make you feel like if you're the one making a situation or a problem when in reality it's nothing. And it all goes back to them, like I said, being master manipulators. Yes, manipulation. I got to a point where it's like, I was thinking I was going crazy. Like, there's no way this guy could do X, Y, and Z, right? I was thinking maybe he was cheating on me. And then um, I really had that gut feeling. And already I was going into this relationship with trust issues from my previous relationship, right? So um, I'm trying to give this love and dating another chance. And I was going in it 100%, right? Trying to leave everything behind, all my experiences, all my um, negative associations, you know, to dating. But it's just like, I felt like he was cheating on me. And I really wanted to know, like I had that gut feeling and it bothered me, but I would ask him and he would deny it. He's like, you know what? You're crazy. He would just be super dismissive. I started questioning myself. Like, am I the one that's being toxic? And then um, it gets to a point where self-doubt really starts setting in. And um, even though you're a perfectly reasoning, logical person, you start questioning yourself. And it's like, am I overreacting? Um, are they being honest? Like, they seem so truthful. So um, it's really hard to tell. And a lot of toxic people can go really well about living a double life like it seems so out of a movie out of a drama it's just like you see people and you expect them to be a certain way but in reality once you get to know them they're a complete opposite person of who you thought they'd be yeah absolutely and going back to the whole double life and having this gut feeling I actually was in like I said earlier a toxic relationship where I had this gut feeling that the person that I was with was cheating on me and it started with a dream and I don't know if anyone else out there is like this but I used to be able to dream of things before they would happen um, I'm not sure what you would call that but anyway I had a dream and I dreamed of this girl where she was and she was talking to my boyfriend at the time. They were together. I remember the next morning I mentioned to my then boyfriend, hey, I had a dream about this and this. Like, are you talking to somebody else? And like how Jenny said earlier, they will make you feel like you're crazy and they put you in a position where you have, like she said, self-doubt. And I told him, like, I dreamed of this girl and she was so vivid and you were there with her at this place and giving him all the details about the dream. 
And he was just like, absolutely not. Like, how could you think I could do that? Like, you're my high school sweetheart. We've been together for, I think it was like three or four years at the time. Why would I throw all of that away? And a million and one excuses. And so I let it go because I didn't have any proof. And then a few months later, I have the same dream. And it's with the same girl. And she has all the same details, like, about her features from the dream from the last time and then this time it was kind of like that gut feeling where it's like this has to be something more because I had already completely dismissed that I had forgotten about it why am I having this dream again I wasn't thinking about it I didn't experience something that would trigger me to have felt insecure or anything like that and it goes back to the whole having a double life and being so comfortable with a double life because at the time my then boyfriend he didn't have any signs of acting any different um you know he didn't have a lock on his phone he would answer whenever I would call him he would be calling me a million times a day literally no signs that I could think of oh he's being different and then one day he was gonna go get us lunch and he accidentally left his phone he gets a text message from a girl saying that she wasn't going to be able to go to the gym because she was going to be out of town. And so then I knew this is the girl that I've been dreaming about. How can this person, to not say other words, be lying to me and be so good at lying to me in my face to the point where I had self-doubt and I thought I was crazy when in reality I was having these dreams for a reason and it was almost like a intuition, if you will. And it just puts you in this place where it's just like you almost don't even want to believe it because they're so good at being liars. And just a quick disclaimer, guys, just because you dream something does not necessarily mean that it is true. This just happened to be my case. I definitely know what you mean. I've had similar similar experiences, um, not exactly through dreams, but um, in the little things, like something just didn't sit right with me. Um, he would say things, and then the more I would think about it, the more it would bother me later on, like in the evening. Um, but they were really simple little things that I just happened to pick up on. And then I was like, am I giving it too much thought? Like maybe there's nothing there and I'm just blowing things out of proportion. Um, but it got down to a point where I was really uneasy and I didn't trust him because he would look at me and there was like something that I felt like he was withholding from me. There was like a little smirk. One time we were in the car, he got a call from his baby mama and I was like, oh, who's that? He told me, I saw the name, I didn't see the number, but he didn't want to answer. And I was hoping that he would answer just so I could hear like the tone of their relationship. But he completely refused. He's like, no, I'm with you right now. So I don't want to like share any of our time with her. And I was like, what What are you trying to hold? Like, what are you hiding from me? And then one day I was just like really uneasy. And I was like, are you talking to anybody else? He's like, no, I only have like eyes for you. Um, This guy proposed to me (laughs) after an argument. What would someone do at that time? You know, like it's a time of desperation. So as a toxic person, they're not trying to let you go. It's like, The middle of an argument is not a time to propose. 
So um, if you're angry, it's really easy for them to access you after they basically hit like your breaking point to where you just become fragile and you end up succumbing to them. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point of you hitting like a breaking point and I feel like another tactic that very toxic people use and of course we do want to clarify that there I feel like there is a degree of toxicness in people like there is people that are just like extremely toxic and then there's some people that have toxic traits so if you're listening to this podcast you know if you notice some of these characteristics in somebody in your life like you definitely want to become more self-aware and if they are very toxic you definitely do want to try to get away from the these situations because like we mentioned earlier sometimes you might not even notice that you're around toxic people you know and another tactic that I feel like they use is isolation so isolating you from your friends isolating you from your family to a point where you are so dependent on that person you almost don't even know how to function without them you almost feed off of their toxicness you bring such a good point right now um it just completely brought me back to the fact that we would have an argument and obviously it would be like over a text something like super minuscule right and then it would like basically lead to confrontation right so whenever we got to that point he's like you know what I don't want to argue over the phone I need to see you and every single time he would see me he would really try to convince me because Once again, he would look me straight to my face and lie to me. He would pull me aside and then talk to me. And we would have like what seemed to be like a heartfelt conversation. When in reality, it was just to be able to convince me better. He had me, he needed to have me face to face to be able to use like his manipulation. Yeah, definitely. Um. I feel like with compulsive liars, they do use every single aspect, whether it's, you know, having to cry, whether it's hugging you, whether it's telling you, getting down on their knees, like in your case where you said that they propose to you, it's like they will literally use any single tactic to make you feel like you're the most important thing in their life. And they would never, ever, ever do anything to jeopardize that relationship with you. And it goes back to like how Jenny had mentioned earlier, that whole self-doubt making you doubt that they could ever do such a thing and making you feel you're the one to blame for this argument or for you even having the idea or the thought that they could ever do something to hurt you because they make you feel like they always have your best interests at heart and any other idea of it being anything less than that is just absolutely insanity they are so good at manipulating you that they will make you feel that way. That's absolutely right. Um, I also noticed that he would make me feel less. He would always make me feel inferior. Honestly, (laughs) he wasn't that great of a, a guy. He wasn't super attractive. He really didn't have a great personality. So now looking back, it's like, I don't know why I was attracted to him. He was just like a super sweet talker. I think that's something that I liked. And that's essentially why I started dating him he had a way with words and a power of convincing so it's just like this guy had that going for him and the thing is that he knew that he could apply that to any other girl 
and he would tell me he was like oh you know what I could have a model if I wanted to and I'd be like well why don't you and he was like because I want you so that would be like oh okay so you chose me over like the other best options that you have you know like I should feel special and like I'm worthy of his attention yes I feel like the part of them making you feel special is such a huge tactic in the way that they persuade you to do things or make you feel how they make you feel about them like with the ex that I had talked about earlier in the beginning he was such a charmer. He would drive miles just to come and see me. And he would take me to so many beautiful places that I had never seen before. He would buy me all kinds of things. And I felt so special. I felt like I was everything. And for a long time, I didn't really notice any toxic traits. It wasn't until I didn't see my friends or my family and I was alone. I felt like the things that they like to do were being checked off of his list. So it was like I was becoming more influenced by the things he would say or the things he would do. I feel like he was just kind of able to bend me whichever way. And he kind of knew that he had that advantage over me along with the manipulators, like how we had both shared um, about previous relationships that we were in the spectrum of toxicity in people can really vary from you know a scale of one to ten of like level one toxic to level 10 red flag this person might be mental one thing that we really hope that you take out of uh, today's podcast is that you really think if any of these signs are ringing a bell to you with someone in your life you really consider slowly getting that person out of your life because being around toxic people, being around negative energy will always hold you back from doing the things that you want to do, whether it's work-related, business-related, uh, personally, whatever goals that you have. And we really hope that if any of these things speak to you, you really try to seek help, whether it's from another friend, a family member, professional help in order to get this person out of your life. So these are just some of the traits that toxic people display in our day-to-day -day lives, but there is so much more that we could discuss. If you guys are interested, please let us know on Instagram at Humble Hustlers Podcast so that we can follow up with a part two. So that's it until next time. Remember to keep hustling and stay humble.